0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Welcome to episode two of our summer series. Claudia Carbon, Alice and Patty, and of course, Katrina millers joins us on the show. <coughs> The Thinker Girls, hello. Hola. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls, thanks for joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello.
2: Hello. Oh, hi, girls.
1: (laughs) The Thinker Girls, all the thoughts you're
3: thinking but not saying. Hey, guys, it's Christy here. Welcome to your summer holes. Hope you're having an amazing time. What are you getting up to? Oh, it feels a bit funny just chatting away on me own. I'm used to doing this with Stace, obvi. But um, welcome to episode two of our summer series. Going through 12 months of podcasts filled with so many amazing, so many inspiring, talented, hilarious balls chicks, going through and, and choosing your faves is actually quite a hard thing to do. But guess what? We've done it anyway. Um, the first one that I want to reflect on from this year of 2016 um, is that of Claudia Carvin. I reckon that um she's probably probably one of the most nervous we have ever been to record not just a podcast, but anything we've ever done on the radio show for. I guess like we're we're pretty lucky in the sense that the people that we have on the show, well, like, oh yeah, cool. Who is this person? What have they done? Like how many views do they have on YouTube? How many followers do they have on Facebook? That stuff kind of matters, but then not really. So there's not really many moments where we go full fangirl and get really nervy and a bit like, (gasps) what do I say? Oh my God, so excited. Like, I hope she likes us and approves of us. And this was so the case for Claudia Carvin, because I had only recently finished, uh, finished watching Love My Way. And I was probably about 11 years behind the bandwagon with this, but Stace would go on and on and on about this series being one of the most beautiful, well-written, astonishing pieces of tally she has ever seen. Like she went so fangirl that she'd gone to like, I don't know, some talk that they had done um, about screenwriting. So she was like f- full on about this show. And towards the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is one of these shows that people talk about and you hear about oh, it's like this episode or the writing of this or it's so dramatic here because of this character. Where I was like, I need to do myself a favour. I need to watch this show. And I cannot even explain how moving it was, like to the point where I still now, like probably about eight or nine months on from watching it, think about it and think about the characters. Like, regularly and especially living in Sydney because of where it's shot. There's certain beaches or certain places in, in Sydney that I'll drive past and I will actually think of that show and think of the characters in it like they are my friends. So it was a very, very cool moment to be joined by Claudia Carvin. Um, a bit of a revelation that I had had just before speaking to her was something that my therapist had told me about my boyfriend and the fact that we've been together for almost eight years now And it had been such a source of so many of our fights and so much of my anxiety and disappointment around not getting what I want in our relationship. And this one simple line that she'd said made me go, oh yeah, yeah, wow, okay, that makes a whole lot of sense. And I wanted to share it with Stace and with Claudia Carvin. So here it is, peeps,
1: welcome to Summer Series. We're going through that, all right, young mate, entertainment, Robbie Williams, What's Robbie Williams? It's his song. Oh, Let Me
3: Entertain yeah. You. <laughs> well, that may as well be an ode to my boyfriend because I feel we've been together for seven and a bit years. And I was sitting with my therapist the other day and we're working through some stuff, some some things that I've been trying to work on and alcohol um, being one of them. And, and it's so interesting because... Initially I was like oh well it's I've just got control issues that's all it is like I've got no other problems everything else in my life's pretty good <laughs> neck minute like four <laughs> five sessions deep I'm like fucking hell like this is there's a lot more going on than I expected here anyway a lot of a lot of um, what we've been talking about is I suppose how I relate to my partner and what I expect from him vice versa and my therapist the other day, I don't know, I think I was crapping on about how I get annoyed by meanie or shit because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm always expected to, you know, plan the holidays and, um, you know, on week every weekend, you know, it shits me because I say, what do you want to do? And he says, oh, well, what, whatever you want to do. And that annoys me because I just think, well, if I wanted to do what I want to do, I'd just do it. But I'm asking your opinion. Just like all this stuff, it's like so bullshit. But I honestly was – I just – I had this out-of-body experience as I was crapping on on this rant to her and I'm like, this stuff actually is really annoying me. Like it's genuinely, like it's a big issue within our relationship that I'm constantly going, what are we going to do? What adventure are we going to go on next? And he's like, oh... I don't know. I'm pretty happy just to sit on the couch, actually. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't really need to go anywhere. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to see a movie. I don't need to go to a new restaurant. I'm just happy to spend time in your company. And something she said made me click so much. She goes, well, it's actually not Zane's job to entertain you. You've got to, you've just got to accept that. And I was <laughs> like, but, but, nah, it's all about, you know, being equal. And, um, you know, he he should you know be you know organizing as much as i do and she was like well no he doesn't you want to do more things like you need more um going on or more fulfillment or you're somebody that's more you know socially active or needs to be out and about doing things he's not somebody by the sounds of it that needs to be doing those kind of things god no so don't so don't expect that from him 50/50 and i was like oh my god I have been expecting that. And this is why I've been butting my head against a wall for the past seven and a half years because I've been wanting that and craving that so much. Yet, in some way, I just need to accept that I don't, well, I don't need the He's to- never
2: Well he's never gonna come in.
3: No Well he's not
1: the he's not the man for that job. Any inspiration about what to do. That's that's
2: sounding really unromantic. Now I'm backing away from my earlier
3: comments. (laughs) Seriously though, after she said it, I have just I kind of been thinking about it a lot and changed my mind frame a fair bit. Because I don't know, even little things. Like, you know, where you go out for dinner or what you want to be doing. Like, just accepting that that he's different and that he doesn't have this role of having to be
1: the entertainer all the time. And I think... I think you guys moved here too and you'd both, like, just kind of set your own place up and blah, blah, blah. And, and I think... I think for a second also you forgot you can get that stuff from different people too. Mm. I don't know, like, because you you don't have all your family and your friends ready to go, so it's very easy to put that pressure on what the two of you are doing. Mm. But there are ways that you can alleviate that by having that from different people as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be that now that's only you and you're on your own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think... And that goes hand in hand with me expecting that he's everything.
3: Like mm. I think because, you know, like when we first moved out together probably a year and a half ago, it literally was just us. Like he worked from home, so he was very isolated, moved away from family and friends. I had a few work people, but that nobody that I was really all that close with. Mm-hmm. So it was literally just us two. Mm. And we were... A kind of everything to each other, mm. like you know, our, each other's friends, each other's counselors, each other's mates, business advisors like, it like we were literally everything and expecting everything from each other. And I think I, I probably got into the into this really dangerous, unhealthy territory where even though we're kind of no longer in that situation, like we're um, much more surrounded by other people, and certainly I am now too that I was continuing to want that mm. and expect that from him. And A, he doesn't have that to give to me and B, he doesn't want
1: to. And C, I think sometimes you look at it if you step away and it means that you almost don't have something in the relationship, like, oh, that's not provided there. But it's not provided there because it's a good thing because I feel like if you do too much of that, it almost – um it can it can be toxic yeah. to put that much pressure on it, you know. And mm. then you've got a fine relationship that's going along great, but with all of these unhealthy expectations. Mm. And I suppose you, you look that if you step away and you kind of step out of that, that, oh, well, I haven't been able to get that from the relationship. But I don't know if you should ever, yeah. to be honest, in yeah. my opinion anyway.
3: Yeah. And I suppose, I suppose each ah. relationship is different and what you get from each other is different. But... Yeah, I think you're right. For me personally and for him personally, it's was it's it been too much. Mm. <laughs> There's a great chapter
2: in um, Alain de Botton's book, The Consolations on Philosophy. I think it's on the philosopher's dinner, I think, and he does a little diagram and everything, and it's all about expectations, and that's where anger comes from. Because if you expect a certain thing and, you're, and you bash your head against the wall because it's different to the reality that you imagine, that's where the frustration comes from. But if there is no expectations, there's no wall to bash your head against. Mm. It's um, it's it's really it's a real eye opener actually. But I mean, you know, then the other thing is, do, yeah, I don't know. Does he never want
3: know where he wants to go for dinner? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> Does he never have any ideas. About no, he doesn't. Nah, no. Where to go on holiday. <laughs> no. no, nah, he doesn't. But uh, there's never. Nah, Well, there's part of me that's just kind of accepted that about him now. And that's all yeah. right. Like he is just a kind of happy to go with the flow kind of guy. Like he's very decisive in lots of other areas of his life. Like he's, you know, within his business. Like he's like a completely different person. But personally, he's quite happy just to switch off and go with the flow and kind of follow wherever I, wherever I point or whatever <laughs> I, whether, whatever <laughs> I suggest. And so I, I f-
2: guess you've just got to love how easygoing he is. Yeah. Well,
3: I fought that for a long time, but then at the mm. same time, now I look at that and I'm like. Well, why? That's just who he is. I can't. I can't complain. Mm. I can't complain that he's somebody that enjoys to do whatever, whatever I, whatever I suggest. <laughs> like that's. And it's not to say that he doesn't have any opinion because he does, but he's. I don't know. He's just quite happy to, to go
1: with the flow, whereas I'm kind of not. We're different. <laughs> <laughs> Philip's like all right. Seriously, you, you almost Stop did a better job.
3: You did a better job than Philip at the quacking. Yeah. I, I reckon. <laughs> do you want another job?
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you want to come in and dress up as a duck and just be our our quacker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we actually have in our live show. We've got a duck suit somewhere. Yeah, I've got it some somewhere. Have you? There. Yeah. Have you still got it? Yeah, it's in the like the cupboard somewhere. I guess. <laughs> we've got to crack that open. We should do another live Remember show. Remember the time we, Claudia? If we do a live show, will you come on that? Sure, love
2: to. We'd love and I'll, to. I'll come in a duck suit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, It's been an absolute delight chewing oh, the fat yeah. with you on this afternoon. We really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you've given me lots to think about. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. I'm going to go read this Very book. Very inspirational yes. by this guy, too. That Alain de Breton. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. I'll it's send you. I don't know. I'll send our producer to send your rep the um, vulnerability video. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes, yeah, thank you, and I'll, I'll watch
1: it. 40 minutes. 40, watch, guys. 40, hey, 40 minutes, guys. Hey, knock yourself out and watch the whole thing if you can. <laughs> I mean, look, each to their own, really. Do you <laughs> want to butt in on this conversation? Get it off your chest, girlfriend. Join in our weekly Facebook forum where you get
3: to say exactly what you're thinking and you could be featured in the next show, facebook.com slash thinkergirls. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Thinker Girls Summer Series. We're on holidays, bros. Hope you're enjoying yourself. What are you getting up to? And if you have got a bit of time off? you Are kicking it by the pool, by the beach? you Are catching up with family and friends? Um, whatever you're doing, I just hope you're loving your life sick. I think Stacey's is probably in India at the moment. No, no, she would be in New York because we're recording this before she's gone, obviously. So I'm trying to figure it all out. And it's so funny when people are like, oh, what are you guys doing for the holidays? Are you going away? And so it's like, yes, I'm going to New York for Christmas in India. And I'm like, yeah, I'm keeping it a bit more local, you know, um, kicking it Aussie style, renting an RV and driving to Brisbane. So slightly less exotic is what I am doing over my summer break. It's probably where I am right now, in fact. But what we're doing in this episode and for the next couple of weeks is recapping on some of the amazing, inspiring, talented, funny chicks that we've had for 2016. Grace, our ear holes on Think Your Girl, the podcast it's very hard going through this list, I must say, to try and choose your faves. But um, Alizan Patty was a chick from the White Files. So lots of um, stuff about weddings and blogs and she's built, built her own business out of that. And we had her on the podcast. And this was right at the time where we had been sent, Stacey and I, to the radio station, yet another vibrator. And you might say to yourself, how many vibrators can one woman have? I don't actually know the answer because I've literally got about five or six that are still in packets that I haven't even opened, let alone used. But I tell you what, the one that we received was like this little blue bullet thing and it it just blew my mind. But I really did have this moment, and this is when um, we were joined by Ella on the Potty, that I was like, what does this mean? What does this mean for me moving forward? If I become addicted to my vibrator... (laughs) What happens with life? Like it was jet. Like it sounds like I'm taking the piss, and I am to an extent. But then also, on the flip side, I was also quite serious. What does that mean if I'm addicted to my vibrator? So here it is, episode two of the summer series with the Thinker Girls. Can we talk about my vibrator now? Yeah.
1: Um. Our, well, our vibrator. <laughs> we don't share a vibrator. No, but this vibrator. Is the one to change all vibrators okay?
3: So, We Vibe, um, is a company that is very supportive of what we do. Um, of the show, we often give away We Vibes uh, on the radio show. Um, and
1: they're very and the woman behind it is a real boss, like, she's yeah, a she's real a real go getter, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, 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 yeah. We saw her at Sex Man, she's like, Oh, I love, it. I'll send you the whole range, yeah. Well, like, it's well, if you, you need more than one vibrator, yeah, that's but a... the weird bit. Her name's Donna, shout out to her, but um, yeah, it's like when you find – well, she sent us one and that was the first. It wasn't so – so I don't know. I'm going to ask you the question, Ella, do you use them or are you a vibrator virgin?
0: I'm a bit of a vibrator virgin, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, so if you can
1: teach me about them. Well, it's interesting because is. I was two until like maybe about a year ago. I was, was probably – Maybe about, uh, I was on a little bit before you, but not much. It's only a a new
3: thing, but I'd never had gone to a sex shop or bought one for myself
1: online. So I found the little lipstick one that we got sent and I kind of just used that on the external. And then they sent us this one that kind of goes, which actually you will explain, but it it goes in you and it's not a big fat big one and then it also it also stimulates outside and here's the thing ella when we got sent these bad
3: boys at the beginning of the week stace goes oh my god christy this is what i was telling you about it will change your life
1: it actually took my breath away (laughs) and then i told you that i then i then i wasn't really into it i wasn't even really into the idea of something not being a penis be going inside me i was just like oh i don't know And then I chilled out and just relaxed and tried it. And I started hysterically giggling afterwards. Okay. Because it was such a relief. I couldn't actually was in shock.
3: So it kind of looks a little bit like, (laughs) looks a little bit like a rabbit. Like it's got these two bits. So one is like the phallic kind of shape. So like the penis, I suppose, bit that goes inside you, inside the Mm -hmm. hole. And then there's this almost like bit that curves round from that in a U shape that is like a clitoris stimulator, which is usually the only part that I've um, used with a vibrator before, the little lipstick thing that I've used um, during sex and that I've used on my own. And typically the way that I climax is just from clit stimulation anyway. Like I could very easily use that and not even go anywhere near my hole and I would get there a million times over. Mm -hmm. So I was a bit interested. I was a bit like, oh, I don't don't know about this, the dick one that
1: goes in. (laughs) But it's not like a big dick one. No, no, no. It's like a
3: little girl dick. And it's really pretty. It's like pink and white and it's got all these like fancy pants, buttons. And anyway, I, I got it home. And I said to my boyfriend, Zane, because um, the last one that we'd been using, that little that little vibrator one, we kind of used together. I used it on myself and sometimes I'd even put it under him, the bottom of his penis. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. would, And he kind of liked it too. Yeah, 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 So we could kind of use it together and I think it wasn't really confronting or whatever. But when I said to him, I'm like, whoa, look what I got at work today. And he was like, ah, oh, good to see I'm needed. Like as a joke, but uh-huh. there was this undertone where it was like, oh, well… I've got a dick. That looks like a dick. What do you even <laughs> need me for? And I was like, no, 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 no. We'll figure out a way to do this together. Because I, I never want it to be a point where, um, I don't know, like it's used to kind of play off each other. I didn't want that. And I wanted to have no sex. Way. and if Who's there's, doing that? And it, Who's
1: playing it, off each other with well, the vibrator? Well, no, no, no. Just making
3: making him feel insecure as in okay, saying yeah. like, oh, the is better or do it this way or this is the way it's supposed to be or I no. like. I don't know. But I think. Are I don't know. Doing that, do you think? I'm just mindful of it.
1: Yeah, because I think in the end, a person's always no, no, be no. Better. But I'm
3: mindful of that <laughs> lipstick. I'm mindful of how often I use the lipstick one. I don't want to use it every time. No, because not just because I don't want to, but also because I don't want to for him to think that I can't just get there just from him. Connection. Also, you know, yeah, yeah. And you want different things on different days. Anyway, last night we managed to find a way to use it together where he had it like wrapped around his dick because it's like a U shape.
1: Yeah, and then it was
3: also pressing at the bottom of my clit and and it was almost like a ring that his dick was going through before it went into my vagina. Oh, what? is it like flexible? Yeah, oh. it's really flexy. Oh, okay. So you know the clit bit that curves <laughs> yeah. around? It's yeah. almost a fully-fledged circle. Yeah,
1: okay. I, I'm he, just
3: trying to picture an image in my head. So am I.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So he,
0: hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
3: Hi to his. So think of a dog yep. jumping through a hoop. Oh, so I his know. dick <laughs> is the dog, right? So his dick is through the hoop. Before it goes into the hole of my vagina.
1: So it's coming yep. on. Oh, so you're kind of on the side. Yeah, so the, the oh, penis yeah, right. part
3: was, wasn't even involved. Okay, that yeah. was like turned to the side. So yep. I had it on the side view. Yeah. So he was, getting, he was feeling the vibration of it. I was feeling the vibration of it because it was also pressed on me. And then I was also feeling his penis go into me at the same time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it was really fun. And then afterwards I was like, he jumped in the shower and I was like, I'm just going to use this for just a, like a little bit. 25 minutes later, I reckon by that point I'd had about, no, no shit, 20 orgasms.
1: 20? 20. I'm
3: serious. I am absolutely. I don't
1: think you could have had 20. No, I'm
3: serious because at one point I was counting and he but was. But you can't
1: count them separately. Like if they go for a long extended time, that is actually one orgasm ultimate orgasm but the
3: orgasms that i was having were separate and i felt like the the lead up and the lead up and the lead up and then the orgasm and because i was using it essentially for almost an hour to the point where my my clit and even this morning i was like oh like it felt a little bit sensitive oh be- from using it for such a long amount of time and it made me think of sex in the city where charlotte gets addicted yeah. to using it and i'm like I can understand that because there's this almost this addiction that I felt to chase. You know that chasing the dragon thing. Yeah. where You need that next hit yeah. because, but it's never as good as the first. The all the subs. The what do you call it? Subsequent orgasms were never as good as the first, but I kept wanting
1: another one. Where yeah, you can't go back. I have You got to keep it at least a week. I went
3: for a really long time, just wanting more and more and more and more. Because although I was satisfied from that orgasm, I'm like, okay, now I'm hooked for the next one.
1: Oh my god! Seriously.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, that you've got to get off that. Because
3: now you know what I mean. Like I was addicted to
1: feeling like just one more, just one more. Well, yeah, just but one I mean, more. like I, well, I like I've done it, and like what my thing now is because I've done all this work on. Sex and is that I try and use my breath to hold it out as long. Ah, so that's I what, was just
3: going in hard and I was turning well, <laughs> that plus signal right up. It felt like I was grabbing my sheets like this with my hands, like almost doing that because it felt like I was on a roller coaster.
1: Yeah. Do you get that feeling? I got such an internal feeling, especially because now I'm working on extending it oh, yeah, and the breath. It was so overwhelming that I felt like it had come it I, and I had not felt this before through my entire body, like from my chest yeah. down to my like not even my toes, the tip of my toenail. I was like, oh, I cannot. I've never felt anything like this. And then even when I put it and on, that's Z- when I start giggling. Again.
3: Even when I put it on Zane's dick, I was like, Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying? The roller coaster. He's like, Yeah, I think I get
1: it, because he was like, Aah. It was almost like he was being electrocuted. He's like, it, It's like. Painful but, like, good. Yours is way faster than mine. Mine's, like, <laughs> I, I'm still the sensual girl by myself. Like, you've got the boyfriend and you guys are, like, getting get out and you, there's actually a man there with you and I'm still this sensual making love, basically, to a vibrator. <laughs> I'm still getting get out but then times 20. What the hell? She... Ella has not said one word. She's probably in shock. just processing it all. Um, So have we talked you into it. Will you try it? I think I have to after the story of the 20. Oh, my God. We need to send you one. I don't think one. anyone can not not have one of those. No, we will send you one. We'll figure it out. Hang on. What's the
3: name? Should we get the name of it for everybody? Because it's the pink and white one. We'll
1: put it on our Facebook page um, with a link to how you can buy it. I think that's probably the best thing, right? Yeah, was, I think everyone needs to go and get one. To know, yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: I sent it to my girlfriends on our um, Facebook Messenger feed because I was like, everyone needs this. <laughs> I was overwhelmed, like to the point where I had to message you after because I'm like, this is crazy. And then after I messaged you, I used it again.
1: Well, we were using it at the same time probably because about an hour later, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to get mine out. Do you know there's an app for it?
3: Beautiful friendship. I've
1: heard about that. There's There's an an app so
3: someone else can control
1: it. That's fun. It's very fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to really look into this. Ella, you should really. Yeah, we'll get you you onto it. Yeah. Follow
3: The Thinker Girls on Insta for all the thoughts you're thinking but not saying, just with a Valencia
1: filter. Wait a second, I really like Expo 2 lately. I am all about Gingham now, big Gingham fan myself. Gingham.
3: The Thinker Girls on Instagram. Hey, y'all, it's Christy here from The Thinker Girls. Hope you're loving your summer sick. This is ep 2 of the summer series where Stace and I are taking it in turns um, to look back on the year of 2016 and some of the unreal women that we have had jump on board and really open up their lives and share something sometimes that they haven't actually even said out loud to their loved ones or family or friends or their partners and and when that happens it's something it's something very special I guess because Stacey and I are kind of in in the in the routine and in a space where we're doing this on the reg so like Started obviously with the podcast, but then with the show, although we're mindful of never sharing stuff before we're, you know, before we're ready to, a lot of our lives is, is spoken about and, and shared with everybody. Um, so we always make sure before we press the big fat red record button with all of our guests, this is a bit of an inside, we say to everybody, okay, what do you want to talk about today? Just so you know, this is a bit of a disclaimer, Stacey and I will go ham. Whatever is actually on our mind that we're willing to share, maybe something that we've never actually even said out loud, we, we will share, but don't feel like you have to go that far. Don't feel like if you're not comfy or you're not ready to share, don't push it to try and keep up with us. Um, there is seriously no pressure. What, as much or as little as you want to share, we are absolutely appreciative. Um so some sometimes you do get people that, you know, decide to share whatever they want to share, but then other times, special times, you do hear a little something-something that's kind of buried pretty deep and dark in people's souls that they've never actually verbalized. And an episode this year um, with Aussie actress Katrina Melesovic. Mil- oh, shit. Stacey's not here to help me with the pronunciation. M- Milesevic Melesovic. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Milosevic. Anyway, I'm going to work on that. Um, Katrina, yeah, whatever, whatever I said before, she's an Australian actress. You might know her face from Wentworth. She opened up and was so incredibly raw and honest about the gem that she wanted to bring the tab- uh, to the table about social media, why she doesn't share, um, and why people are making fake accounts. She had a pretty, a pretty horrific kind of instance where somebody said they were – I don't know, a particular person. And then later down the track she figured out that they'd actually been lying and completely and utterly taken advantage of the trust that she that she had instilled in them. And it was one of those podcasts where you go, Wow, this is this is full on, but it's very special to hear something for the very first time. And Katrina absolutely did that. So it was a very special ep that we loved chatting to her about. Um and here's this little bit of episode two of the summer series.
0: Let's talk about what's in my craw. <laughs> Social media. Ladies, I, I am a little, I'm, I'm, okay, A, a little intimidated by it, B, a little over it. I actually, The thought of it actually exhausts the hell out of me. And C, what, I really want to know what possesses people, and it happens a lot, to pretend to be someone else. So long. The uh, I think you know,
3: to answer the final easy. one because mm. everybody else is, and secondly, yeah. it's really easy.
0: But why? What did we do before we had this medium? To, how did we treat people like that? How? how I, it's a phenomenon. I don't understand.
1: I don't think we had it. So I think it's brought out a part of people that I didn't, I don't really think truly existed, yeah, I agree. to be honest. It's created I think, it. and Really? I, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I know that's terrifying, but I do mm. believe it will create another path for humanity. This is intense. Mm. But it will create another path for a humanity that I don't know if was could have been possible without technology. And, yeah, I um, agree. And this way, it's interesting because we Trump, you know, was elected a few weeks ago. By the time this airs, and a friend mm. of mine who is the most gentle, beautiful, loving soul, mm. often has an interesting way of expressing themselves. I'm going to say um, online. And mm. he's very interested to get into, um, you know, the narrative around this kind of stuff. He's mm. t- taking a yeah. bit of an interest in politics, and yeah, he, and and he put up a post about um, potentially Trump would be the next person to be assassined.
3: assassinated, assassinated, mm. and yeah, I yeah.
1: and he put this mm. Wikipedia thing up, and and I thought to myself. I don't think that there is a thought process in what that is contributing to the world. Like mm. there isn't right. it isn't there isn't anything going through their minds. or
3: even knowing that or even knowing what you are actually saying because I don't know that he's t- verbally mm. walking around saying I reckon Donald Trump's going to be murdered and knocked off, is he? I don't and know. That's the thing. Yeah.
0: No one does. They yeah. save it for these these little, you know, screenshots and their little selfies taken, you know, shot from above, and it, it, you know, we we present such a cultivated image of ourselves to each other now. And with that has come this weird confidence. And, and people like me who are still stuck back in the nineteen forties uh, or you know, uh, even the nineties, yeah. um, are getting sucked in. And I've I've been really hurt by by. Um, by some, well, not not because people are mean to me online. They're not so far. Touch wood. And, you know, maybe they will be now. But uh, you know, I, I there was a time. I mean, how can I can I can I tell you an example? Can please, I? Yeah,
3: please do share it, if you're happy it's to. It's pretty.
0: It's pretty intense, though. Is is no, that
1: no? The, we're no, we're good. That's us. We're good. Yep. Join. Okay, yep. we're up for it. Well.
3: It was
0: while I was doing Wentworth and um, I was losing my mother. She was dying at the time. And I was kind of just getting through each day, literally. If it wasn't for the people that I worked with, oh, God knows, you know. They carried me, basically. I I, I did what I had to do. I was fine when I was acting because I was doing, you know, what I, what I felt most safe in, actually. And then the world outside was the scary place for me because I would be driven by a really good friend of mine who works for the production, she'd drive me to the hospice where my mum was and back to the studio the next day. And and so I was a bit kind of cray-cray, I think. I was just mm. off the planet because I just lost my dad. Well, you were you know, it's your parents. I parent. was, yeah, yeah. I was. And, and not quite knowing how to deal with it. And this person contacted me online saying that they were a doctor. And um, I was in the process, like at, at this stage, of not knowing that mum was so close to the end and trying to find ways to communicate with the doctors to see what could be done. And this person was helping me. And, I think um, what, and
1: to interrupt you there just for a second, mm. I think what a lot of people don't realise and just being close enough as an adult now to people that do die... Um, mm. It has become a bit of a business. You don't mm. realise. You think there's a doctor telling you the way of the world, but when, yeah. you're, the ch- when you're the child, they're mm. not. You have to make decisions to mm. say, I'm going to look into this na- this other therapy yeah. or this. Mm. A lot of yes. people think that there's someone advising you of that. And no. I just need to be really clear, because I don't think it's spoken about a lot, that when it actually push comes yeah. to ch- shove, you are the person that needs to say, oh, I've got to investigate on Google or, or have a look to 100%. see if there's another doctor that can help here. Because... Mm. There is not well, someone telling you every step of the no, way what to do. Which already makes That's, such a massive, yes. like a,
3: such a massive so process even bigger. I understand at this yeah. place,
1: I just want to paint that picture for everyone because I can understand that at this place, you're obviously mm. also very vulnerable and in this kind of project mode where you try to save someone's totally. life.
0: Well, also because my mother had already been misdiagnosed just before that. She was treated for... Ovarian cancer, um, and it wasn't until she had treatment and the cancer grew during her chemotherapy, and they they just said, "I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do." It didn't feel right to me, so I up and went begging other hospitals to look at Mum, and found one who then put us in touch with Peter McCallum Hospital here in, in Victoria, and um, and after more like they did, it then did an eleven hour surgery which everyone else had refused to do, and and then discovered. Um, during the you know weeks afterwards, the pathology took a long time to come back. But she'd actually didn't never had ovarian cancer. She had um, peritoneal mesothelioma, which is caused by asbestos, and
2: oh,
0: um, was... yeah. So it was, and that was definitely terminal, and so that was another shock. So I'm, I, I kind of had that weighing on me, and so yeah. When this person got in touch saying they were a doctor, and and they didn't know, they 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 would have had no way of knowing what I was going through because I didn't put that out there, but. Because they were a doctor and because I was so kind, I sort of opened up a little bit. And it became quite an intense friendship. Like I, I really sort of relied on them. Mm. I need to find out when I finally, when mum passed away, um, this person started backing off. They didn't want to be in touch as much. They weren't as supportive. And I finally got to use a computer and I sort of, I'd heard about this catfishing thing and, and other people on 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 social media and said, watch out, I think this person you're talking to is is what they call a catfish. And sure enough, they were. They weren't who they said they were. And I was gutted. I felt like I'd lost absolutely everyone, you know. It was really... Anyway, it is, it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating but I think, to me
1: why... I think what it does, Katrina, I think it it starts to question the way you see humanity. I think that's the, yes, the real does. dark side yeah. of it. I think yeah, there is this right. ability yeah. for people to be someone they're not, and that was harder mm. to do without technology. Yeah, you know, true. you had face mm. value. Even if you were on the phone or a letter, you could see that's the right. writing. You could see someone's yeah. handwritten letter. You could see. You could yes. hear someone's tone. It was yes. much harder for people to do this kind of stuff to each other and that's right and i think that's where not only is it devastating when this stuff happens but i think we're still at a really early stage where we are devastated by the reality of where we find ourselves in the world and that, yeah, that is quite terrifying because it's still very new and we don't know where it's going to end so does that's that right. so does that mean katrina after that point mm. i would imagine that that would be really hard
3: to go back on social media and trust yes. me anything or anybody kind of associated with the whole thing, just want out for a bit.
0: Totally. Like I, I, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people, particularly in the entertainment industry who rely so much on social media and, and encourage followers and encouraged, but mm-hmm. none of that's very well with me. I hate the term follower. I hate that. It doesn't, make sense to me you know and I it's it sounds a little bit cultish and and it's sort of um you know like I I'm, I'm happy to you know I'm happy to get to know people I want to get to know people I want I, I, I don't know I sound like a nana but I'm I've been really burnt by it and so um, yeah I do pull away a bit and I'm feeling this responsibility to 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 sort of get Oh, God! talk about first world problem, but I do I feel this responsibility to keep up with everyone and to answer everyone who sort of speaks to me and um makes it sound like there's millions. there is it, but it's still you yeah. know I feel I am like, such a nana I
3: feel like it's not a fir- like in you now I'm just going to pull you up because you said oh, it's such a first world problem. I don't know that it actually is when it's making you question your trust and faith in humanity and the people around yeah. you and questioning whether people say who you know that they are who they say they are. I don't think that's it becomes more than just a first world problem yeah. of ah oh, can't be fucked updating my Facebook status it's like it's it's more it's yeah. deeper than that. But I will
1: say this: yeah. I think we have to get used to it. Yeah. So I, I I do think yeah. I have the opinion as well that you can hide away from it but I, yeah. I think it may ostracise you more in the end. I agree, so, as,
0: especially as time goes on. I, I did some sorry. research and, and psychologists are actually unprepared for the ramifications of what this immediacy is the the effects it's having on people particularly you know school-aged people i think you just need um, to plug
1: out i think you've got to have your balance yeah. um yeah. and but i think your balance my balance is to get my phone out of my room do you know have the morning yeah. where i'm not on it blah, blah blah but i think your balance is to plug in you've probably just got to Plug in in a um, considered way. I think you know, like maybe yeah. maybe one a couple of hours a week, even. Where and you maybe jump a, on and yeah. don't don't deactivate everything, but a couple hours yeah. a week you jump. You know, they are just ways to balance it either way. But not I, to mention, I do that, think everyone needs to find a healthy medium. Yeah, not to mention the
3: fact that you can tailor no. and be wary and careful of a the platforms that you use and b the people that you follow and allow into. I think yeah, there is still an yeah. element of control.
0: Um, how do you how do you how do you broach you know what you say? I I always feel compelled to be really honest, and I I am not one for self promotion either. So I because uh, I, I just I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't
2: necessarily.
0: I would
1: just be saying you know? the truth. I would be saying, oh, I I had a um, a real shitty scenario where I've. I've basically met someone that wasn't them so it's just taken me a while to get back on i'm not really sure how i feel about it full stop no one's gonna um argue with that and that's the reality we need to be talking about that that's what's going on people were scared to walk up the street now people are a bit scared to go online like Mm. that is the truth you know and it's it's um it's worthy and merited Um, Katrina, yep. I'm not sure if you yeah. heard the du- there
3: was that duck sound effect. Oh, yeah, forgot to tell Philip. you about him. We uh, didn't introduce you to him, but he's our um, timekeeper. So he um, <laughs> was like, shut the fuck up, next topic, please. <laughs>
1: hey, you. Not that we're particularly pushy, but you should absolutely listen next week. You will love our guest. Yeah. Wink, wink. They can't see you wink, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I said it. Okay, I don't get it. Well, I'm
3: saying wink-wink because how else am I going to get across that I'm wink-winking? Oh, yeah, true.
1: (laughs) All right, just listen in (laughs) to next week, please. Were (laughs) you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty-chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. Ever
2: catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?